0: Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. We're pondering things.
1: We are deep in thought. Deep <laughs> We're thoughts.
0: Trying to figure out what we could possibly say to make this podcast different from all the others.
1: Yeah, I came up with like three jokes, and I'm like, wait, no, we actually do say that, <laughs> you know, on a regular yeah. basis. So um... we need
0: questions. We need questions because we've moved away from the regular Avengers title this week to cover things in the new West Coast Avengers title and the Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries, and we don't have letters pages. We don't have those questions of the month. That we were leaning on so heavily We don't even have bullpen boltons to Mm -hmm. talk about We got nothing
1: We just got the issues themselves We could just talk about the issues themselves and see how that goes
0: And then when we need extra time at the end we can just go We can just vamp So what are you doing this weekend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, yeah sure
0: In a change of pace, I actually get to go first this time Woohoo! But first, previously on the Avenging Hour The Avengers watched Spider-Man beat up Fire Lord And then invited the former Herald of Galactus to tag along As they borrowed Star Fox's dad's car and drove out to the Andromeda Galaxy to rescue Captain Marvel. And now, Episode 121 which has nothing to do with any of that. I was just
1: going to say, we (laughs) should probably say the last time we saw the West Coast Avengers, they were a stable team of five people, and they were helping the East Coast Avengers fight Maelstrom. Well, that's
0: not true. The last time we saw the West Coast Avengers, they were helping Dr. Doom be Emperor.
1: Oh, good point. I completely Mm. forgot about that. They were a stable team of five people, (laughs) right? And they were fighting Dr. Doom. Yeah,
0: and the Purple Man. Right, right, right. Anyway, none of that matters. Let's get into this here. Uh, West Coast Avengers number one from October 1985. It is written by Steve Englehart with R By Al Milgram And it is titled Teammates Now we haven't seen Steve
1: Englehart In years On this title He wrote We have
0: We saw him last year (laughs) He <laughs> saw so him down in Baltimore.
1: He wrote this title for a long time, from like issue. I'm going to say like one, 112, 113. You look at me like I know. You're I know the one that remembers I'm this not, stuff. Not sure why I'm doing that. He did into like, so who's Steve Engelhart? What he wrote it into like issue 150, one fifty, one fifty one or two when they finally kicked him off the book because he couldn't produce it on time. That sounds about right. Uh, so that was like four years of Avengers titles that he wrote, and his tenure on the book was interesting. He did the Celestial Madonna saga. Yeah, Probably that's what he's best known for, <laughs> and he's back, though. He's back. He's back, baby. What so, about Al
0: Milgram? Have we seen him lately? We don't care.
1: Milgram. I'm not familiar with his mm. work. Yeah, no. He just popped over from the East Coast title. He, did. Where he drew that with Roger Stern. I mean, Roger Stern didn't draw it. <laughs> he drew it with him. He drew it. He drew They're it. Holding hands. Yeah, together with Roger Stern was one of the top creators on that book for a long time. All right, then. Great. So it's, it's an Avengers pedigree, is what I'm saying.
0: Have we wasted enough time? Let me look at the Let me look <laughs> at the
1: clonk. Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, good. As I said, this issue is called Teammates, and what teammates they are. Our opening scene shows Hawkeye and Mockingbird dry-humping on the couch while someone rings the doorbell incessantly. Finally, Hawkeye manages to hobble to the door and is greeted by Hank Pym and a bunch of swirling heads. I would like to believe that Hank Pym sees these floating former identities of his all the time, but it's probably just an artistic decision to remind readers just how failed his superhero career was.
1: I have—I don't like the interruption are doing this, but in my notes, I said I like to think that he actually sees those floating heads.
0: <laughs> Pym is here to examine the captured Goliath. I think we mentioned that Goliath was captured in uh, the little string of Iron Man issues, right? It was but, an Iron Man annual. Uh, Hawkeye tries to ask him to join the team, and Pym has a one-panel psychobilly freakout before returning to normal cadence. I don't know what's up with the art on that panel. It makes it look like he's really, really angry. Again, I'm left wondering if this is just Pim inside his own mind... Or if he really reacted that way. Hawkeye doesn't seem to notice either way, and apparently they've got Goliath strung up in a cage out back like a horse they're trying to break. As the three non-flying members catch up, let's whisk out to the coast to catch Wonder Man giving Tigra a sky ride. The Cat Lady is freaked out about falling in the water. Of course, as Iron Man arrives to show the duo that they're about to be attacked by a swarm of robots... The ensuing battle forces Tigra to jump into the icy ocean of her own accord in order to free up Wonder Man for some fighting. After the brief battle, the team meets up back at the compound. Pim learns that Goliath is now made of energy similar to Wonder Man, and the team traces a large power source possibly responsible for the robot scare. They head off in a Quinjet to investigate, leaving Pim behind to watch the monitors. Off in San Pedro Harbor, the team discovers a large ship, deserted from above deck, but filled with steel beams haphazardly welded together, and... Dun-dun-dun, Ultron 12 attacks. Hawkeye assumes this has something to do with Pim, but it doesn't matter. Ultron has launched a trap that seems like a game of pickup sticks in reverse. As the team is trapped in this web of girders, adamantium poles start darting out to close the gaps even further. The team gets squeezed tighter, and together until Hawkeye is finally able to make a shot with his only vibranium arrow that gums up the machinery and the trap stops. Back at the compound, Wasp calls in to check on the team and is surprised to find Pym answering her call. She asks Hawkeye what's going on, and Hawkeye comes down on her a bit hard about letting him run things out here and keep her personal business out of it. Then the dong alarm sounds. <laughs> <Did> you see, <laughs> <laughs> see the panel? <laughs> the sound effect says dong, 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 dong. <laughs> <laughs> this tells the team that they're under attack. They rush outside and start talking too loudly about what's going on. Ultron, who's hiding beside a building waiting to spring out and steal their candy, overhears talk of Pim. He didn't know Pim was here. His unseen ally only mentioned defeating Wonder Man. This changes everything. Inside Goliath's cell room, Tigra hangs back and unexpectedly comes face to face with Manape, who is there to free the towering baddie. Tigra handles herself pretty well until Ultron sneaks up and clubs her on the head. And then he blasts Manape for getting Lippy about it. Distracted and increasingly off script, Ultron then starts blasting holes in walls looking for Pim. He finds him with Iron Man a level below. But Stark blasts Ultron outside before he can get to Pim. Meanwhile, Goliath and Manape have exploded out of the backyard shed and are looking for trouble Hawkeye, Mockingbird, and Wonder Man tangle with them While Iron Man continues his punch fest with Ultron And Tiger lies face down on a floor somewhere There's a lot of clang, blang, thum, and foom Before our team finally falls Ultron tosses an unconscious pim over his shoulder Goliath snatches up Wonder Man And the bad guys make a triumphant escape And Hawkeye finally figures it all out How these villains are connected It can only mean the involvement of The Grim Reaper to be continued Uh, Roll call Our team is of course Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Iron Man, Wonder Man, and Tigra Hank Pym pops in for a visit The 12th version of Ultron attacks the team Wasp checks in from the east coast And Man-Ape shows up to break Goliath out of his cell There's nobody new there to talk about
1: No, there isn't No no new creators, no new characters I
0: luck out You have to talk about all the new people
1: (laughs) Uh, So, a couple of comments Yeah. Again, I'm so amused by the fact that we both went to the same place With (laughs) Hank Pym and his floating heads We also went to the same same place with that uh, panel Where Hank Pym for one panel loses it.
0: And you were thinking, is he imagining himself losing it like this? I, well, I
1: thought, is he really losing it again? Is that going to be our thing that Hank Pym is still unstable?
0: Because Hawkeye does not react at all to it.
1: No, no, he doesn't. Though it could just be he's like, I'm, you know, it could be one of those awkward things where you're with someone <laughs> and they, they kind of overreact. You're just like, I'm just going to pretend that didn't or happen. Or maybe Hawkeye didn't hear him. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it in too. the good ear. But Mockingbird also doesn't react. Well, actually, we never see Mockingbird's face because she's just a woman. We don't need to. So I don't think Al Gum knows what she looks like. <laughs> Jerry Conway didn't tell him. That. <laughs> So apparently we are finding out this issue that supposedly Tigra has all of a cat's fears Ugh. intensified. So I don't like it. I'm going to be clear. I don't like it. It's new.
0: You think they're going to start leaving cucumbers laying around on the floor?
1: I would love it. Oh my god, that should be what the bad guys' plans are. <laughs> like to defeat, oh, <laughs> just flood the compound with cucumbers. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> she's fighting Manape, and he just throws a cucumber <laughs> on the floor. And freaking she's out. Freaking... <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But no, I don't like this at all. We've never seen this before with Tigra. Did she need a weakness? Was she so right. overpowering to the
0: team that they thought we got to bring her in line? Wasn't she already scared of everything anyway?
1: Yeah, I, I was so frustrated by this. Also, I would like to point out that as someone who's had cats all my life,
0: Not all cats hate water. Maybe they were introducing this as the reason for why she finds herself scared in battle. Because before it was like, oh, well, I'm not good enough to be on the team. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the powers. Maybe it's... Maybe Steve Englehart was looking for a more concrete reason. (laughs) Instead of a psychological thing.
1: I think we're going to find over the length of the West Coast Avengers that Tigra is the Hank Pym of the West Coast team, which is odd because Hank Pym is on the West Coast team, where we have a character here who's not particularly powerful anyway, but the writers feel like they need to constantly slap her down with certain weaknesses that come out of nowhere. It's going to happen again and again and again where she keeps getting taken. She keeps being taken out of the lineup for... Stupid reasons. Uh, she keeps being given weaknesses that she doesn't need, and I don't understand it. And it starts here, and I don't like it. And let's be honest, how many people, cat people or regular non cat people, want to be dropped from hundreds of feet in the air into the ocean? <laughs> They're like, oh no, she's afraid of that? Of course she's afraid of that. We find out for sure that this is Tony Stark. We kind of knew that because we saw him at Emperor Doom. If you didn't see Emperor Doom, you wouldn't know this is not James Rhodes. But you get to a page, and he basically talks about, they basically say, he's, he says to Wonder Man during a fight, I I need some practice myself. And the the footnote hopefully tells us it's because he's been out of action in his own magazine.
0: Yeah, they'll explain this. You you don't have the letters page here in your copy. The letters page, uh, Mark Grunwald explains that this Iron Man armor hasn't been introduced yet in the Iron Man title.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: This is like, a, I think, two months ahead. I didn't write the notes down, but I remember reading it. I think this was two months ahead of where it's actually happening in Iron Man's title because something got delayed or something got moved around on their schedule. So, yeah, it's kind of revealed here that he's Tony Stark, but people that are reading Iron Man still don't know.
1: It's it's nice to know that these... Well, we we mentioned last episode that the Spider-Man fight against Fire Lord, yeah. the end of it came out in the Avengers two months before the actual fight was going to happen in Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. So, obviously, Marvel, is. it's nice to know that their scheduling issues were... Not not just a uh, something that happened after the 2000s. Which
0: is weird, because aren't they just in the midst of starting the Secret Wars 2? Yeah, yeah, they're just... Which in- entails every title that they write, so I'm not sure.
1: They also didn't have as many titles at this point in time as they do now. True. You would think that continuity... And they had a very strong editor-in-chief. I mean, like him or hate him, but he ruled with an iron fist. Yeah. You'd think that he would have uh, demanded a much stricter continuity. A L- little but better
0: control over it, yeah. What are
1: you gonna do? It's nice to see that... Um, Mockingbird can be catty. She says to Hawkeye... Yeah,
0: that's what we need, two cat people in the team.
1: You and Iron Man are great Avengers, and the rest of us have done just fine. Even Tigra. Like, ooh, ouch. Well, she's not there, so... Slap. And right. she, yeah, she just whispers <laughs> it to Hawkeye, but um, <laughs> apparently Mockingbird can be can be just as catty as her. She also says, or Hawkeye says, I still don't feel like we've proved ourselves as a team. Well, Hawkeye, you haven't. I read your limited series. You never proved yourselves as a team no, there. No, they barely work together. Uh, then we saw you next time in... Avengers where you fought Maelstrom and there you were working with the West Coast team I'm sorry the East Coast team and the next time we saw you was Emperor Doom and there only two of you even you know Hawkeye had to knock you out Mockingbird so no they have not at all proved themselves as a team
0: you know what's wrong they don't have that sixth member
1: uh, we also see with Tigra, not just this is the issue where they start exploring the fact that she seems to have all of a cat's weaknesses, but also she's really, really flirty, really, which will become really horny. part of her personality for the next few years. I don't really understand how that works, how that's a cat thing. I, I don't again, know. Have cats,
0: just like to rub up against people? I, I
1: guess. I mean, I've had, again, cats all my life, and none of them have tried to sleep with me. Um,
0: <laughs> Maybe you weren't their type.
1: I, guess. I mean, that could, be, that could be on me. <laughs> it yeah, may not be on them. It's not their fault. But I was a little I don't really, I mean, cats are kind of known as being standoffish
0: yeah aloof and
1: yeah I, I thought that would have made a lot more sense than making her so and i and i i'm not sure if this is a steve Engelhart problem
0: she could just been like laying on the backs of couches staring at people all the time <laughs> Great, and then people start talking, and she just like gets up and walks out of the room.
1: Wonderman seems virulently <laughs> anti Hank Pym, like he really seems to have a problem with Pym. Uh, when when Honka leaves uh, Henry Pym behind to basically man the monitors at the at the man or at the compound,
0: yeah, he's like, oh, how can you trust that guy?
1: Wonderman is not for it, which I thought was surprising because Wonderman and Hank Pym were together many times, and Wonderman was not around for Hank Pym's fall. I for was grace. just gonna
0: say, wasn't Wonderman dead? The, like the second time, but or... he was,
1: well, he was. He was. He was being a stuntman in Hollywood so close enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was nowhere near the team. It would have made more sense if Tigra had been anti-Hank Pym because she was there. And she could have been like, he's such a creep. And the only time I spent time with him, he was horrible to beat his wife. And, you know, it would have made sense for Tigra, but instead we give it to Wonder Man. And I thought, really? Did you not read those issues, Steve Englehart? Are you just, are you desperately trying to give Simon Williams a personality?
0: Well, there is that problem. Yeah, yeah, which
1: is what I'm guessing. Hawkeye makes a comment when they're talking, when the Wasp calls (laughs) him.
0: Did we just skip past the fight? The awesome fight on the ship that Ultron had? With the, where did all try and get that boat?
1: Where did he get the <laughs> boat, and how did he how did he
0: uh, weld all those girders together? Yeah, and... he
1: he had this boat all made up with all of these girders in it.
0: It was a lot of work.
1: It is a lot of work, but he's a robot. He doesn't sleep. He's Does got he just of... like
0: walk into a shipyard and go hi? I'd like to buy a boat. You... I doubt he
1: bought it. He's Ultron. He probably stole it. Hmm. I mean, that's more of his mo.
0: I just assume you know, as long as he put a hat and a trench coat on,
1: no one would. No one would know. <laughs> then once he bought the boat, like
0: Jocasta, he just ripped those off yeah. and go running down the street. Just leave him laying on the ground.
1: Yeah. When Hawkeye's talking to the Wasp, and she's like, um, "Hey, why are you using Hank Pym to answer your phones?"
0: And a Hawkeye like jumps down her throat.
1: He does jump down our throat and he points out that he remembers when you and I, when the Wasp and Hawkeye were on an Avengers team that nobody thought would survive. And that was... (laughs) Back when it was just the three of them. It was back (laughs) at Avengers number 50. Hercules left the team. It was just Hawkeye goliath and the wasp
0: for one issue right then black panther showed up yeah then they realized and then vision a couple issues after that (laughs) they're
1: like this cannot be
0: good oh that's a bad scene
1: and they're talking about ultron's origin and hawkeye says to my and it could just be that hawkeye's a moron and doesn't know (laughs) ultron's origin even though he was there for it but he says hank took a crude robot once and gave it a low-level artificial intelligence and it made it sound to me like hank pin went out and like bought a robot at Walmart and just grafted the intelligence on it. Cause it doesn't say that he built it. It just says he took a robot.
0: Didn't it build itself?
1: Well, he, he built the original trash can Ultron and then it, it, it rebuilt. <laughs> really he
0: just threw some parts in the trash and they made themselves into a robot.
1: I mean, he re, it rebuilt itself, but he did build the original. It was just an odd way of phrasing it. Because I, I think if you...
0: I think he was trying to imply that that Hank didn't intentionally do it, maybe? Intentionally do what? Build a genocidal robot? Yeah. I don't think he intentionally right. built a genocidal right. robot. Right, right, yeah. I think that's Hawk, what Hawkeye's trying to get across there. I mean, it's Hawkeye, so... I have no he other... didn't hear it. I have... <laughs> he only heard half the story.
1: I have no other comments, do you? No. Do you want to talk about what was on the letters page?
0: Yeah, I have a little write-up here. There there were no actual letters yet, obviously, because it's the first issue, but they do have a letters page in this first issue where um, Mark Grunewald welcomes us to the title. He tells us a bit about its origin at a 1983 comic convention in Georgia where he was talking to Roger Stern. Um, originally, they were going to just keep the one Avengers title and have stories alternate between the teams, but then Steve Englehart came back to Marvel and was looking for something to do, and they, they said, hey... He used to write the Avengers. Why don't you do that again?
1: He was looking for something to do. We could have you sweep the floors, but we have this <laughs> title, too. I
0: don't know. They didn't say what he had been doing, but he wanted to come back to full-time comics writing, so I don't know if he was writing some Well,
1: other... in the late 70s, after he left Marvel, he was working at DC, because that's when he did those detective comic stories with Marshall Rogers that introduced... Um...
0: The Celestial Madonna to DC? <laughs>
1: No, it introduced Silver St. Cloud, Batman's Love Interest. Same thing. Right, yeah. It was the, they did the laughing fish together, right? Did they? I think so. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know, you know. I know what you're talking about. Because I said DC and your eyes just glazed no, over. No,
0: no, no. I'm familiar with some like, of that stuff.
1: You're like, oh, yeah, I know that batsman. Yes. I'm a big fan of the batsman. Yeah. Yeah. He can turn into bats, right?
0: Lots of bats. Yeah. Grunwald mentions that in the coming months, the team will get its sixth member.
1: Uh, I don't think it
0: works out quite the way he thinks it's going to. Because the the hunt for a sixth member will take at least a year. Right, but they mention it, isn't it at the end of issue two that we're going to do next week? Which we've already read, obviously. that They mention at the end of issue two that stay tuned, next issue, we'll get that sixth member and I'm thinking, they don't get a sixth member in issue three?
1: No, they do not.
0: Uh, He also Explains that they changed the name of the title from Hawkeye and the West Coast Avengers because the logo was too big. It had too many words in it. Really? That's what they said.
1: Yeah, apparently, I'm so sorry, but apparently Englehart had just been working at DC after he left Marvel. That's what it looks like here.
0: Temporarily left comics at this juncture, moving to Europe before his first issue of Detective was published. During this time, he wrote a fantasy occult novel. Oh, well, there you go. I guess he was just kind of part-timing the comic stuff, and then he moved okay. back here and went, I need something to do.
1: It's just like that. He came back in 1983 and was working for Eclipse doing his own comic, Coyote. Do you have an MVP for this issue? Oh, are we did that already? I picked Honka. Yeah I he's the show. one that gets them out of Ultron's trap. Yep. He is a very effective leader, and he managed to figure out who the main villain is with not a lot of clues.
0: That is all the same things that I wrote
1: him. What about your useless character?
0: I gave it to Tigra. I give it to
1: Mockingbird, I'm, but I,
0: I'm right there with you too. But
1: basically what's really sad about this issue is both of the women come off as the weakest links. Just
0: useless. <laughs> By far. I just gave it to Tigra because she was whinier than Mockingbird. You're right.
1: I gave it to Mockingbird because I think she had even let, at least Tigra gets to fight Manape. Right. I feel like Mockingbird gets to do nothing, but again, this is splitting hairs. Both of these women are <laughs> (laughs) Are used horribly in this issue and we have to hope that that will get better. And it's funny because we know Steve Englehart likes to write women and can write decent women. I mean, obviously he writes, I mean, Mantis. He's fascinated with her over the course of like four different comic book companies. Yeah, we'll see her here eventually in West Coast Avengers. Yeah. She's uh she's obviously, you know, he wrote her strong, but even he even did a decent job with the Scarlet Witch at that point in time. He wrote Moon Dragon, brought Moon Dragon oh, onto the yeah. team and she was very strong when he was writing her. So it's weird that he seems to be having trouble with Mockingbird and Tigra.
0: Well, maybe because they're new he doesn't know what to do with
1: them. It's sort of new to him new to for him, sure. Yeah. What is your best quote taken out of context?
0: And I can beat them off as fast as they appear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, how did I miss that? No. I, I wanted to say one more thing we should think about when we consider the, the Steve Steve Engelhart did not get to pick this team. No. This team was picked by Roger Stern and perhaps Mark Grunwald. So I do feel kind of bad for Steve Englehart because I, I have to believe that if he were to pick the team, it would not have been these five. I don't know who he would have used, but I find it hard to believe that he would have brought in Tigra.
0: Well, he stays on the title long enough to... To make them his own. Yeah, and to change the lineup and a little change, bit, but, but he, he doesn't keeps change a lot of, it much. Yeah, he keeps quite a few of them.
1: I have to say that I think I think one of the things you have to give Steve Englehart is when he when he comes onto a book, he 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 sticks with the remit he's given. You know, like he doesn't he, he'll do the same thing when he writes Fantastic Four. We get to on Fantastic Four podcast. Yeah, yeah right. He yeah. um, yep, yep. you know, they were basically like, we want a book without the main, without we want a Fantastic Four that's not your traditional Fantastic Four, and that's what he ran with. And even though a lot of the fans didn't like it, he was like, look, this is what we're doing. Um, and I think it's the same thing here they're like this is your team and he's like all right i'll see what i could do whatever as long as
0: you pay me avengers level threat yes yeah i agree with you oh my gosh i can't believe we agree on that no agree. i mean it's ultron and plus you know at the end of the issue the avengers were defeated so yeah ultron seems slightly less powerful than normal well yeah and it's weird that he's not the one in control yeah, we'll talk
1: about that more in the next in the next few issues coming up. So all that put together, what is your final grade?
0: You are going to be shocked. I actually gave this an A. Wow, I am. I shocked. said there was good action. I liked the villains, although they didn't make any sense together. It was fun to see all these different villains interacting, and it was. I thought it was plotted well. It moved along nicely. I gave it an A minus. Uh, which is weird that I'm a You're little like bit a half lower grade you, below me. Yeah.
1: But obviously, we both like it, and I'm, I agree that This is what I wanted in the limited series. Yeah, yeah. this is what I wanted. I want you get the team working together, fighting foes, and the foes are tough. But they're beatable Not Graviton Who's practically (laughs) invincible These are foes that they can take on That they can, you know
0: Without wearing stupid disguises
1: (laughs) Uh, Trying to get the guy drunk Though that would have been great If they tried to get Ultron drunk (laughs) What would that take? I'm really not sure Alright, so now we're going to move on To the first issue of The Vision and the Scarlet Witch Their second limited series This is number one Also from October of 1985
0: Wait, how did these two issues Come out at the same time? How did all this happen at the same time?
1: It is also written by Steve Englehart, which Ugh. is convenient. But this is drawn by Richard Howell. And we've not seen Richard Howell before. Uh, we will see him in Avengers eventually. He does a couple of a couple of annuals. I'm torn about whether to talking about him much now because if, since this isn't an Avengers issue, I don't technically, I didn't technically include him. But we're going yeah, to do it. No.
0: And we'll hear him for two issues. So. He was born November
1: 16th in 1955 and started drawing comics in the late 70s uh, on the self-published scene. He has worked for both Marvel and DC, and he is one of the co-founders of Claypool Comics. Uh, He's probably known, besides Vision and the Scarlet Witch, he also drew a lot of Hawkman. But probably is best known for the series Soul Searchers and Company. Are you familiar with it at all?
0: I've never read it. I remember the name. It's from Claypool Comics.
1: Richard Howell's art is fine. It actually works, (laughs) I think it works really well as a compliment to Al Milgram. I think he and Al Milgram on the different series... Uh, mesh pretty well. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't care. <laughs> but do you think they mesh? I mean, did you look at it? It's Their art styles aren't so jarring that you go from the West Coast Avengers to the Vision, the Skull Witch, and you're like, oh my gosh, no one looks the same.
0: I feel like we've gotten into that that time in the 80s that you and I talked about, uh, we've talked about before, where there's like a Marvel style, kind of, where they haven't really hit the 90s or the beginning of Image Comics, where sure. everything, everyone is so stylized. Like these. Well, that is certainly true. There's a lot of people that just kind of look good, passable. They just look like superhero comics. I
1: think, especially when we see Richard Howell, again because what he'll draw in the nineteen in what he'll draw the annuals he draws coming up are he does Hellcat stories, uh Patsy Walker stories, and he does like a lot of her nineteen like when they flash back to the nineteen fifties people and and he's he really does kind of a more cartoony nineteen fifties style. Yeah. But these issues I don't think you see it as much because again I think he is drawing in more of a Marvel house. Yeah, style No, they're fine. Alright, here we go. Oh wait, it's called it's called Lovers. Remember how, when the Vision left the Avengers months ago, he was going to be debriefed by the American government? Well, that's apparently still happening, (laughs) as Henry Peter Gyrick is grilling the Vision, while Raymond Sigorsky tries to keep the Scarlet Witch from getting too impatient and killing them all. Gyrick still doesn't think that the Vision is telling them everything, although Sigorsky feels that they've learned all they need to know and they should cut the Vision loose. The Vision decides to punish Gyrick by breaking into flashback, detailing his entire history. Mm. (laughs) Serves you right, Gyrick, although I don't know what I've done to deserve reading it. Wanda eventually decides that enough is enough, and using her mutant hex power, she storms into the room where the Vision is being interrogated, destroying security systems and disabling the guardsmen to do so. Gyrick claims that since the two of them are Avengers, they have to stay until Gyrick decides to release them, so the Scarlet Witch quits the team for both of them, throwing their membership cards on the ground. Then, getting as close to flipping someone off as you could come in a mainstream comic of the 80s, Wanda and her husband leave. Free of the government, our two heroes apparently travel back in time to knock off Bonnie and Clyde and take their car or perhaps this is an old car that the Vision owned when he was the original Human Torch and he willed it to himself or Richard Howell likes to draw old cars I don't know it
0: doesn't make any sense what it also seems really small for the two of them I'm like and why does he drive it across the grass There's a perfectly good road right there. Whatever the case... Does he not know how to drive? Why
1: are they letting the Vision drive a car? <laughs> Our heroes drive their car to Leonia... Le- Leonia. Leonia. We hmm. talked about this before. Leonia, New Jersey, where they lived before some bigots burned down their house. Wanda isn't sure they should move back to this town, but the Vision says that they can't run away. Except they could run away, and I'm not sure I'd want to live in a town with such bad memories either. Stomping at a nearby real estate office, the duo meet Norm Webster, a realtor who agrees to sell them a house. They look at one house... House and they love it. They get out to look around, but this isn't an issue of house hunters. Let's look in at the West Coast Avengers compound, where Hawkeye is trying to reach the vision, which used to be difficult before people had cell phones. Ask your parents. He wants to warn the vision that the Grim Reaper is back, but he can't because the Vision is busy on HGTV. Back in Leonia, their realtor has left our superpowered couple alone to check out the house some more, which is totally something that happens almost as often as people buying the first house they see. But it's a good thing the civilian is out of the way, because no sooner is he gone than the Vision and the Scarlet Witch are attacked by a horde of zombies.
0: Makes total sense.
1: The Vision gets stuck inside one when he tries to face through it, and Wanda is knocked out and captured.
0: Again, makes total sense.
1: (laughs) Back to the West Coast compound again, where Hawkeye calls the East Coast team and talks to the Wasp in his quest to find the Vision. She can't help, so Hawkeye, Tigra, and Iron Man go on patrol like a bunch of superheroes or something, but they're not having much luck. Meanwhile, the Vision is trying to separate himself from the zombie he is fused with. It seems like something in the magic that reanimates the zombie is interfering with the Vision's processes, and he keeps shutting down. He'll wake up for an instant, the pain is too great, and then he shuts down again. Cut to our villains, the Black Talon and Necra.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Talon makes sense, since controlling zombies is a rare superpower, but Necra's new. Black Talon is unhappy, as the zombies brought him the Scarlet Witch, but they were sent for the Vision. Apparently, when Vision fused with a zombie, it confused the remainder of the zombies, so they brought Wanda instead. Finally, the Vision wakes up and stays awake. After a tremendous effort, he separates himself from the zombie he was fused with and then follows the hapless creature back to its master. While this is happening, Necra has come out to try and find the vision, but she has no luck. Back at Voodoo Central, the Talon has tied down the Scarlet Witch and is babbling on about his ally and no one cares, although the Talon is smart enough to try and knock out Wanda with some minor magic so she can't escape. However, she fights the magic by flashbacking her own history, which I mean, (laughs) equal time with her husband, but ugh. Two flashbacks in one issue is two flashbacks too many. That's like three flashbacks too many. <laughs> Necro returns and she and the Black Talon leave the not nearly as unconscious as they think Scarlet Witch tied up and go outside to perform some sort of ritual. What sort of ritual? It's a raising the dead as zombies ritual and it seems needlessly drawn out since we've already seen plenty of zombies this issue and we know where they came from. But by the time the ritual is done, there are plenty of new zombies for the cause as well as the appearance of this ally everyone keeps talking about. Although Honkai I already spoiled the surprise in the West Coast Avengers. It's the Grimms. Reaper. He and Necro get to smooching and then it's down to business. The Reaper is throwing shade at the Talon, but before things can escalate, the Vision and a freed Scarlet Witch burst in and attack. The battle is furious as our heroes must fight not only the trio of villains, but also the zombies. After the Scarlet Witch is knocked out by the Grim Reaper, the Vision fights through everything to reach some secret that the Reaper and the Talon were hiding, only to find the secret is the body of a man who looks like Simon Williams, the Reaper's brother, and the Avenger known as Wonder Man. Vision threatens to destroy this lifeless form, if the villains harm his wife, and the villains agree, leaving Wanda to the vision while they escape with the body. Victorious but confused, the two decide they should find out what's going on, which means getting in touch with Wonder Man, which means it's time to call the West Coast Avengers, and this crossover gets ready to really kick into high gear as we reach the end for now. Our team, this issue, is the <laughs> Witch and the Vision. Woohoo! Uh, we also see Raymond Sigorsky, Henry Peter Gyrick, the Guardsman, Hawkeye, Tigra, the Wasp, Iron Man, and Star Fox. And our villains are the evil trio of the Black Talon, Necra, and the Grim Reaper. Oh, please tell us about Necra. Let me tell you about Necra. Yeah, so we've seen, obviously, the Grim Reaper. And and unless we forget, Jerry Conway used the Black Talon back... That's how Wonder Man came back the first time. Back
0: when they went to New Orleans and no one knew what the Avengers were.
1: That's right. Back when they were harassing innocent civilians on the streets of
0: New Orleans. Because they had weird hats on. Yes.
1: (laughs) But we have not seen Necra before. Necra appeared in the comic of someone else we just talked about for the first time. She first appeared in Shanna the She-Devil number 5 back Hmm. in August of 1973. Necra is a mutant. Really? Hated by her parents because she was Born with white skin and fangs, they call her an albino. But they also make it very clear that she is not an albino because she has pigment in her eyes and she's not a true albino.
0: Which is weird because next week she actually calls herself an albino. She calls
1: herself an albino. <laughs> so I'm guessing someone who I'm guessing she was meant to be an albino, and Marvel didn't understand what an albino was. <laughs> right. So someone who who knew about that was like, guys, she's not an albino because she still has some pigment. She's uh-huh. also
0: apparently African American.
1: Yes, she is meant to be African American. Anyway, her parents hated her so. So she ran away and she joined forces with a villain named the mandrill and a the big two monkey guy he's a big monkey creature also a mutant and the two of them became close like siblings not like lovers and they did evil together until eventually the mandrill abandoned her uh when he dropped her she became a spider woman foe and then <laughs> she, makes sense she came over here to fight the west coast avengers her powers basically she has enhanced physical abilities and invulnerability and much like the hulk the matter she gets, I shouldn't say the matter she gets, the more she hates, the more her powers increase. Her powers are based on hate.
0: So she's like a Sith. Yes, she's like.
1: She's a Sith. Darth Necra. She would have been more interesting than Count Dooku. Mm. Yes. Count Doodoo. Gyric is kind of a jerk, as mm. always. Sure. He doesn't seem to have a lot of respect for their marriage.
0: Well, you know, it's just its just a refrigerator and a mutant.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I'm not surprised because it's Gyric. But when Sigorsky comes. wife? Ha! Huh. Yeah, when well, Sigorsky mm. comes into them and says, hey, the Vision's wife's still here, and his response is, Wife? Ha! And apparently they're saying that this this grilling of the Vision has been going on for 14 hours, even though they left Avengers Mansion like three weeks ago.
0: Well, that was going to be my question. Do you think this... Is, like, taking place immediately after they left Avengers Mansion? That's true. This, this isn't, like, three months later. That, this is at the same time. That's a really good point. Because, yeah. you know, Marvel on their sliding scale of yeah. time.
1: That is a nice a nice point.
0: <laughs> my first note, of course, is blah, blah, flashbacks, because we see flashbacks. Yeah. And then my next note is, oh, I see, the Scarlet Witch can do anything now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, her powers are out of control.
0: Ridiculous. And it's disappointing,
1: because I felt like Stephen Glehart had a handle on them when he wrote her the last time so well i mean though he did no no that was jerry conway that said she could fly yes never mind so i mean i think he had a handle on her powers i don't know if it's just he's like well look if roger stern's gonna let her do anything i'm gonna let her do anything
0: i think he was trying to show that well when she gets angry and puts her mind to it she can do but it's ridiculous I mean, it's, her powers have limits
1: well, yeah, and again, they're supposed to affect probabilities.
0: And she, she basically calcifies a door. She like made it rust because the guy told her it was made out of steel, some kind of steel, and she rusted the door. She rusted the door enough that she could just basically punch it open. Yeah, and they, she, she doesn't control time. Right. What are the odds that that would happen?
1: Yeah, that no. quickly. Yeah, <laughs> ever. I don't know. I mean, I, we used to make fun of her of her powers when she w- was constantly knocking down draperies. But I feel like now her powers are just, are again,
0: they're just whatever the
1: writer needs. Yeah,
0: well, I can just shove this guy out of the way because of what you made the probability of the wind in that hallway moving the guardsman out of your way. Like, didn't she do something to him? I can't see it upside down. What she do to the guardsman? She, she just sh- like hex powered him, and he went. Yeah, she shocked him. But I, it's I ridiculous. mean,
1: what they I, they don't say what she does. I'd like to think that what she does is she makes the the circus in his suit malfunction, that I'd buy.
0: She hexed a door open. Yeah, which uh, is... This guy pulled a gun on her. She hexed him so he fell over. I don't... Which,
1: again, why you not just hex the guns of the gun jams? You've done that before and it makes sense.
0: She hexed something that something to do with somebody's voice, maybe? Is that what... Oh, no, a yeah. visual thing? Like, she made this machine... She made the machine think she was gyric. How does that happen? How yeah. does she hex a computer... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I got really angry reading these pages.
1: Yeah, the only things I, I, the only thing I will give, I will give her the benefit of the doubt is the guardsman because she just gestures in him, and it looks like he's right. Something looks like he's fried. But again, if if it's just his suit malfunctioning, I'll buy that. Yeah. But that's it. And she does a lot more than that. So they quit the team. She actually like flips off Gyric. Yeah, it's interesting. That
0: weird gesture.
1: They quit the team, and this is the first time this is not going to matter. This is not going <laughs> to—the next time they need to be members of the team, they're members of the team. Right.
0: So No the, ill will.
1: No one's like, oh, we well, you have to reapply and wait for an opening or whatever. And yeah, it. Took, when I was a kid reading this, Wanda goes to Gyrick and she says, uh, I like changing my costume, and I've just gone back to wearing evening gloves. Hope you like them. And she, she sticks her her one hand in her elbow and she
0: like flips them off without actually showing the finger.
1: Yeah, she she puts her hand up like she's gonna get the finger, but does not extend
0: one. When I was when I first read this, I had no idea what that was supposed right. to mean. Well like, what she what the says doesn't like I don't care about your gloves, and why are you showing him your fist? Yeah. Yeah, it, I was it took me, I'm forty five, and it took me a couple seconds to go, wait, what is wait? Oh, oh, okay, I know what she's doing. But you
1: have to, especially after the issues where Sigorsky was at the Avengers Mansion and there was some disagreements between him and Cap and the Wasp. You have to appreciate in this issue because he makes it clear that he is on the Vision and the Scarlet Witch's side. He cheers them on. Yeah. Where he says, you know, when they quit, he says, go live your life. I'll take responsibility. I mean, he's... Right, they're so good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. Gyrik is re- really annoyed <laughs> at Sigorsky. Kind of would rather have seen the next few pages be the two of them fighting Just it out.
0: Instead of watching Vision drive an old car. a little tiny car. How can Vision and Scarlet Witch afford to buy a house? Well, where did they get it? Why did they get it? It's an MGT no 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 i don't care about the car i want to know about the house how can they afford oh, to buy a
1: house we'll get to that as well but i want to i just want to make it clear this is an mgtc this is a car that was built right after world war ii this is a car that was built like 46 47 so this is a f- almost 40 year old car well it is basically a 40 year old car when this came out where in the world would they get that
0: it's a customized rolls royce yeah and why well, yeah why why would you get that Why? and why is he driving across the grass look at that yeah, you're Why right. He, twice. He? He, it's, it's like he just he, he drives across the grass to get onto the road. To go between two cars. Well, these cars are in my way, clearly. <laughs> but do you think he could just phase through them?
1: <laughs> he's probably yelling out. I imagine as the window down, he's just yelling, Avengers priority! <laughs> Scarlet Witch is probably hexing the cars so they crash into the... <laughs> and then the house. Yeah, so the house, you are it's right. It's a gigantic house. It's a huge house, much bigger than two people would need. But again, as you say... Where
0: do they have money from? We
1: know that they both were making $1,000 a week. with the So that's $52,000 a year, with two of them 104000
0: a year. They're not making that anymore. And they haven't really been... Well, I guess they weren't active with the team that whole time. No, no. So you figure... They had just come back a few months before they got... At the
1: most, you figure they probably... Well, they they were back from issues, what, 233 to like... Two, about... About two years our time, which in moral time is about a day and a half.
0: And I guess only one of them has to eat food, so their expenses are probably pretty
1: low. I never really thought about that, but yeah, the vision is cheap to live with. He going to go stand in the corner.
0: Oh, she just plugs him in and she can like, just, she can watch Netflix on him.
1: He just needs one chair that he can slouch in, and he's fine.
0: <laughs> nice smoking jacket. And um, then zombies. And then... <laughs> I wrote, oh. I wrote, ha, 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 vision's an idiot. How do you get stuck inside a zombie?
1: Um, and zombies are, and again, I'd like to point out, the Scholar witch is fighting them apparently by just zapping them with hexes. I, I don't why know. Why not?
0: What do her hexes do to zombies? Make them not zombies?
1: Well, I think actually you can make the argument that she could maybe affect probabilities that would disrupt the magic. Or she knows some magic, so maybe she could do magic that would disrupt the Black Talon spells. Or maybe spells. She, she
0: could just make them fall down. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but in any case, yeah, it's it's not a very long fight. And of course, the scholar Witch gets knocked out by a zombie who uses tools. Zombies are known as tool-using animals. <laughs> yes,
0: well, a couple of them are actually talking by the end of the fight, too, so I'm yeah, really confused. Yeah, that's
1: point. We also see a subplot here that I didn't mention beginning to develop where the Wasp mentions the problems that the East Coast team is having with Sigorsky, as we talked about the last episode. And basically she says, you guys need to keep your nose clean because we're concerned that the government may shut you down.
0: Well, because they were started up. The vision is the one that started the team up and they're investigating the vision and all the crazy things he was doing. And they were thinking maybe he had ulterior motives or, It makes perfect sense. Sure. But I feel like it's never followed up on again. I I don't remember it, no. That we'll never hear about it again, which is kind
1: of a shame because it does make sense. Uh, I have no other notes. Oh, I do. Go for it.
0: So when we first see Necra, Necra gets to talk about herself. And her inner monologue is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I think it's over here where she's thinking. Oh, okay. She talks in these huge, like, overarching... No one thinks those things to themselves. And it just goes on and on.
1: Well, I like the fact that she says, the ebony emotion. Courses through my albino body Yeah exactly
0: <laughs> Who thinks that to themselves And I
1: become superior To any of his grave born ghouls Okay first of all What is the ebony emotion I don't know I'm looking to you Francis I don't Jason. know what she's talking about I mean she must be talking about hate I but guess Has hate ever been
0: called The ebony emotion By crazy people
1: uh, and, of course, she calls herself an albino, again, which, even though her hair's not white, her hair's black.
0: And, again, why would you think that to yourself? Yeah. Uh, I-, I don't... I'm an albino! <laughs> like, who, who walks around in the forest in the rain and thinks these weird things? It's way over the top. I should also... I should say that... So, um, At least she's thinking them and not saying them out loud because that would really annoy me. <laughs> one
1: of the reasons that the Wasp was concerned about Honkai is because they were looking for the Vision of the Witch so they went over to New Jersey to try and find them which is East Coast Avengers territory right. and she was like you should be careful and he's like well look can you help us out by trying to find the Vision of the Skull Witch and so she sent Star Fox out to try and find them and I'd like to point out that Star Fox just as useless in this comic as he is in the East Coast book.
0: Well that was one of my other notes here. I'm oh, sorry. No no it's fine. I've of course noted that we have more flashbacks which you talked about in your, in your write up. Oh. Um, Star Star Fox is looking for vision, and vision makes himself intangible so Star Fox can't see him. Which, first of all, I'd like to point out that intangible is not invisible. Star Fox should still
1: be able to see him. But
0: wouldn't Star Fox have noticed the shambling zombie that was walking beside vision? <laughs>
1: you, you would think. But this wouldn't you is... think?
0: Who's this weird dude walking <laughs> out in the forest by himself? This
1: is Star Fox, and I'd like to think, because he's looking ahead of him, I'd like to think he found some hot woman. He's looking for <laughs> someone <laughs>
0: falling out of a treehouse that he can catch. Yeah, <laughs> he's
1: like, I wonder if there's anybody around here Any that I can Treehouses? Treehouses? Anybody? Anybody I can say what a, you know, I can use my powers on.
0: And and then you bring up at the end, you, you brought up, I guess there's a there's a bargain here where Vision says, hey, you leave Scarlet Witch alone and I'll let you take this weird corpse that you found. And then the bad guys just leave. Yeah, oh, it's clearly an Avengers title. They may have quit the team, but they are still Avengers
1: at heart. We'll be talking Avengers more about like, yeah. that body next week. Just go ahead.
0: You're fine. Just leave. It's cool. So, did you have anything else? No. Do you have an MVP? Vision, I, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, the idea that the vision—I
0: mean, this, this card, this comic is Vision and the Scarlet Witch. They so figure you have to pick one or the
1: other, <laughs> and he's the, and he's the one that doesn't get knocked out twice, right? He has to save her. So. Yeah, so, so who's your useless character?
0: <laughs> I actually picked Hawkeye. Did you really? I, did.
1: I actually say Hawkeye seems more ineffectual than the Scarlet <laughs> it's Witch. Really useless, but the Scarlet Witch does get knocked out in two consecutive battles. Yeah, so I still think yeah. you can make an argument for her. Sure, sure. Did you have a best quote taken out of context?
0: Even becoming as hard as diamond didn't stop them. You're not supposed to laugh halfway
1: through the line. You're supposed to let me finish. Well, the best part was the hardest diamond. Ah, uh, We've all been there. Uh, Avengers-level threat. Uh, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so either. I mean, you could argue that the Grim Reaper technically is as he's taken the entire team on before but he's yeah, but are, he's crazy <laughs> there these are three villains that do not fill anyone with fear um, just they
0: don't seem to be working well together which is a problem
1: and to be fair they don't have to be an avengers level threat they have to be a vision of the skull at <laughs> which level threat. <laughs> that's true and on that note they kind of are yeah. but it's still it's still borderline yeah Final grade.
0: I gave it a B. I said it, it's weird enough to be interesting, but there's a lot of strange moments in this comic. I give it a B plus.
1: I think that it's like you. I generally like it. I kind of really like the scene at the government. I like I like the Scarlet Witch asserting her independence from the government, even if I don't understand the way she's flipping people off and mm-hmm. trying to flip people off in a G-rated book. Right, And I think, again, that Howell's art works well. It really meshes well with Milgram. It makes his feel like there it's all the same story. I think my biggest problem are the two flashbacks. Ugh, yes. And... There are a few scenes that seem really oddly drawn out. I don't understand why we go through a huge ritual to summon
0: more zombies. Did you... uh, Oh, I forgot to mention that in your write-up. You said that Vision comes bursting. Vision and Scarlet Witch burst into the room at the end. Vision was already in the room. Vision was one of the zombies. Yes.
1: It's, he would, That's if.
0: why they added that extra scene in so that Vision could rise from the ground and being disguised as a zombie and sneak in.
1: Oh. It will just it and then you've got It ne- was
0: unnecessary. Vision could have just phased through a wall and been in there. You anyway.
1: have Necra going out to find the vision which yeah. goes nowhere and is pointless. You have Star Fox <laughs> trying to find them which is pointless. Yes. It's weird. And even the introduction of the Grim Reaper. I mean, if you're reading this as a crossover, you know he's in charge. We were told that last issue. Yeah, I really wish they would have left that out. I do too. because That would have been a great reveal. All that being said, it's still a decent comic. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, I don't think we need a question because we're going long.
0: We're good. Uh, On our next episode, we'll continue our little side quest into the lives of our West Coast team and the married mutant and machine. That's all I got going on. That's good. It's quick enough. Thanks for listening once again, everyone. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is mail at avenginghour.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Avenging Hour. We have a Facebook page and our website is avenginghour.com.
1: All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.